Part 1, Section 10. 2100 local times, Saturday, 07 December. The first snow of that winter fell with volume yet grace. There was something peaceful and serene about how the giant snowflakes drifted down and piled upon one another, creating several feet of snow in a matter of hours. Brian looked outside of the first floor cabin window and watched as the snowbanks became higher and higher. He looked back and forth to make sure no one was around and hit a line of booger sugar off the top of the kitchen table. He snorted, eyes wide open. This weather was really bumming him out. Although peaceful and quiet to look at, training in snow was a totally different matter. It required different equipment and was freezing cold and wet, which would suck the life right out of a person and make their will to fight completely disappear. Brian clutched the wooby around his shoulders a little tighter and took a sip of his Irish coffee. Why can't wars just be paused during the goddamn winter? He laughed at this thought, knowing that many civilizations, including both Germany and France, had wished the same thing in their histories. John stumbled up from the basement, clearly hungover from his binge that had been ongoing for 20 plus years. He stumbled to the front door, whiskey bottle in one hand and his dick in the other. His pants half down and somehow managed to open the door without releasing either item. John stepped to the edge of the porch, stared up into the sky which was an abyss of endless gray and snow. Without any warning, he leaned forward, still clutching his prized possessions and proceeded to fall face first into the sea of snow. All that could be seen hanging from outside of the newly created and highly disturbing snow angel was Jaws' bare ass, which let out a dramatic and loud fart. <coughs> Brian groaned as he got up from his warm seat to help his suffering friend who would clearly freeze if not rescued soon. As Brian moved to the door, Gary also came up from the basement and quickly spoke. Hey, if John went outside again, Jill messed with him. He'll come in when he's good and ready. Just needed to cool off is all. Brian stared at Gary with his jaw open and his eyes wide, finger pointed at the window where John's ass resided, then back at Gary, then back at the window. I know, man, he's fucking weird, but whatever helps us cope, right? Gary said as he shrugged his shoulders while walking over to grab some coffee. Whiskey's in the first cupboard. Brian mumbled as he sat back down to enjoy his own warm, temporary sanctuary which protected him from the cold, crazy world in which he lived. Oh, that reminds me. I was saving this as a Christmas present for you, but since you may be needing it on Christmas... Anyways, here you go. Gary grabbed a long, big, crappy cardboard box from the bedroom closet and rested her on the table next to Brian. Oh, thanks. Always wanted one of these. Can rub the pieces together to drive the enemy insane. Brian said sarcastically with a grin on his face. As he opened the old box, he discovered something that almost brought a tear to his eye. Inside was an actual fully automatic RPK with six magazines to go with it. Dude, where the hell did you get this? Brian asked with awe and what could have almost be considered a silent reverence as he thumbed the cold Soviet receiver. Yeah, I actually got my Class 3 license last year and then got a steal on it. That would surprise me this Christmas by taking to the range with it, but, well, you know, things changed. The wind began to pick up outside and Brian could hear it whistle as it passed through John's exposed cheeks. Gary spoke up again. 
I'll be the need you to carry it with your AR when we go on mission if that's too much trouble. I know the extra wave will be annoying, but if we need extra firepower, it'll be a goddamn godsend. Brian simply nodded while smiling. This was the best day of his life. Besides the first time he tried white lightning, or fucked the fat chick. At that moment, the door swung open and there stood John. Empty whiskey bottle in one hand, Dick still in the other. All being dead. He grumbled as he made his way back to the basement. As he squatted over the open trap door, Todd came bursting up at the same time, his face and lips brushing against John's cock and balls as they hung majestically over the entrance. John and Todd both sat, frozen in place, as their horrified eyes made contact from the vulnerable positions they were now in. John finally stood up and hobbled back, allowing Todd to make his way up the ladder and quickly walk to the front door. I'm just going for a walk. Todd hastily said as he shot outside, leaving his coat behind due to the pure trauma. John shrugged his shoulders and made his way back down to the basement. Gary and Brian looked at each other and then lost it, tears rolling down their faces as they laughed at what may be one of the greatest things they would ever witness for the rest of their lives.